I got your back. Hey, school's not important. I'm saying that. Westmainstudents at gmail.com if you have an opposition. So we do. We set, each up. we set each other up for success. Amanda does that with me all the time, so I got your back. Don't worry about it. All right, one second. Let me get my notes open here. Hey, good morning. My name's Aaron. Happy New Year to everybody. Y'all doing all right? New Year going well so far? It's been two days. Hopefully it's still going decent. Hey, I'm really happy you're here with us this morning. If you're watching online, really happy you're watching. Uh, just something really quick about our YouTube channel. Um, it's so cool that not only are we able to live stream, but you can go back and watch any of our services from, I mean, I think the past two years now, um, which is really helpful, especially right now when people aren't in town, they're off visiting people. It's really cool to be able to go back and, and be able to watch uh, our sermons from the past. Um, right now, speaking of live streaming, um, we're working on some things to change it up a little bit to make the production value a little better. Uh, we've been uh, listening to some podcasts and different stuff that have really been showing us how important it is that not only can we connect with people here in the church, but to be able to connect with people all over the world that are watching. You know, Mike kind of mentioned it this morning. He said, whatever we put on YouTube is there forever. So what I'm saying right now, it's going to be there forever. You guys might forget what I talked about, but you can go back and watch it again. And so with that in mind, um, we've been looking at some different things. Um, I was listening to this podcast the other day, and, and the guy says, what's the difference between someone having a God moment in church and someone having a God moment on their couch? There isn't one, really. And so with that in mind, um, we're looking at some different camera angles to get. We're going to uh, mess with some lighting and try to make things look a little better online. I don't know if you've watched online, but it could be better. So we're going to try to make it better, and I think um, our church will be blessed for it. So, done with that. My slide is up. It's working. That's good. All right. So, Happy New Year. It is a new year, 2022. Unless you're like me, then it's going to be 2021 anytime you sign a check to like mid-February at least, right? Yeah, I, I can't ever get to, to changing the, the date there, but... Um, New Year brings new challenges, brings new life, brings new restart, right? We can kind of hit the restart button on not just last year, but 2020 wasn't that great either. So I think right now is a good opportunity, or at least we think it is, to try to start over. Um, and that means New Year's resolutions. Anybody have those? You can raise your hand. Anybody? Nobody has a New Year's resolution? Ah, this message is going to go great today. Oh, we have some. Good. Not to make a resolution. That's been my New Year's resolution for about the past five years. That way you don't fail, right? <laughs> you can't fail if you don't try. But, <clears throat> sorry. New Year's resolutions, here's the thing. We, I used to make them all the time. Here's just some examples of some New Year's resolutions that you might have if this will work for me. Can we go to that next slide, please? I was going to try to control them from here because it was a lot easier, but it's not going to work. There we go. So here's some common use resolutions. I know we hear about these every year, but uh, exercise more, right? I need to. Lose weight. Can go for that. Uh, get organized. As you can tell from this, I probably could get more organized. Uh, learn a new hobby or skill. Public speaking would be something that I would love to learn. Uh, travel more. A good one. Volunteer in a youth church youth program. I don't know how that got up there. 
Anyways. But really, all these are great goals, right? And um, I can't blame anyone that would want to have, you know, just a new goal for the year. That's, that's a good thing. But here's the thing that I don't really get about New Year's resolutions. This, the premise of it never really made sense to me. I mean, last week was still last week. Next week is still going to be next week. I'm still inherently, I'm, I'm still me. I'm still Aaron. I still have the same likes, dislikes. I still have the same strengths, the same struggles. Just because the calendar year changed doesn't really mean I'm somebody new. I remember a lot of the times my New Year's resolution was um, eating better, right? And then by like 1 a.m. on January 1st, I'd find those leftover tamales in the fridge and that'd be done. Anybody find the leftover tamales? Good eating right there. But And then a week or two later, I'd slip again and I'd, by March... I don't even remember what my New Year's resolution was anymore. Anybody else go through that? Try to make one? Nobody makes... <sighs> All right, never mind then. But I'm not saying that New Year's resolutions are bad. They're really good. They, they start with good intentions, right? And they start trying to make ourselves better. But the reason I think they don't work is because they deal with change. Now... Here's this little change two-step or tango or waltz or salsa or whatever dance you prefer. This is, this is kind of the little thing that, I, that we deal with. It says that we want to change in the things in life, or we want change in the things in life we want to be changed, but we don't want change in the things in life we don't want to be changed. Say that five times fast. I couldn't even say it once. So we have this back and forth with change, right? I like this part of my life. I'm comfortable with it. Let me fight as hard as I can to keep it the way it is. Now, on the other side, I don't like this part of my life. I'm not comfortable with it. Let me see what I can change to make it better. Can anybody relate to that? I'm, trying, I'm just trying to get some hands, guys. That's, no, okay. I tried. I tried. And this time of the year, that's kind of put under the microscope, right? We look back at 2021 and we think, what worked and what didn't work? What was I comfortable with and what was I not comfortable with? What can I change to make 2022 better? And so we make these big, giant um, changes in our life for the year that we're going to do better for the whole year in these you know, life-changing things. Sometimes they turn out good. Sometimes they turn out bad. Sometimes that happens. <laughs> but today... Today, I want to talk about something that does not change. Something that, with all the change that we have coming um, in 2022, I want to talk about something that will not change, that never has changed, that never will change. Can you guess the answer? Church answer? Oh, okay. No one raised their hands for that. You just all started to yell it out. No, God is the right answer. Can we get that next slide? There we go. And so I want to talk about something that does not change, someone that does not change, and that's God. God does not change because he is immutable. Now, to me, that's a big four-syllable word that basically means um, God is unchangeable in his essence, in his nature, and in his perfections. God will not increase or decrease in his character or attributes. Now, moving forward, this is something, hopefully you have this on the app, this is something that I need us to understand as we move forward. God is immutable. He does not change. Now, 
With that in mind, I want to go through and talk about some things, some attributes of God that don't change that are good for us. Attributes that will help us uh, be encouraged to um, make good changes in our life, knowing that we have that safety net of something that's a solid foundation for us. So, when you talk about change, though our ideas about God might change, the way we worship might look different from me to you, the way we pray might look different from me to you, the way you hear from God, the way you talk to Him, um, the way you feel He works in your life may be different. The one thing that it might look different from person to person, it certainly looks different from church to church, and it definitely looks different from denomination to denomination, but the thing that stays the same is God's nature. So, we could say, oh, there you go. Sure, we can go to that next one. Uh, <laughs> so as we look forward to a new year, uh, today we're just going to talk about changes, uh, the changes and the hope that come with it. So let's look at some examples of God's immutable character and how they're good for us. So the first one, God does not change because God is perfect. Now, if we go to the next slide, we see this stated throughout Scripture. Uh, here's a few examples. Matthew 5.48 says, You therefore must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Psalm 18.30 says, This God, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for all those who take refuge in Him. Now, if you take note at some of these um, verses that we're going to be looking at today, a lot of them talk about, if they're talking about God and His perfection or God and His faithfulness, you'll see it speaks about the word as well. So we see here in Psalm 18.30, The word of the Lord proves true. And we're going to talk about this a little more in a second. But this is because the only way God keeps his promises is through his word. And his word has his promises. It's kind of like a, they both work together, right? So if you see the word, the word, the word, Amanda just talked about it a minute ago. If we're seeing these verses talking about God's word so much, doesn't that tell us we should get into it more, right? In order to understand God, you must know his word. Uh, Deuteronomy 32.4 says the rock, his work is perfect. That's not Dwayne Johnson, the rock, that's God. So the rock, his work is perfect for all his ways are justice. A God of faithfulness and without iniquity, just and upright is he. <clears throat> uh, so we still serve a God that's perfect. And I think that's kind of a tough concept for us to understand. Because who in your life is perfect? Let me see if I get a hand for this one. Oh, there we go. Now we get one, Dougie. You're pretty close, I'd say. Um, but no one in our lives are perfect, right? And I think that's a problem with us is we don't know what perfect looks like. We only have one example. Anybody? Yeah, thanks, Amanda. See, sets me up for success all the time. We only have one example, and that's Jesus. And Jesus, as much as we can read about him and learn about him and get to know him, it's still kind of tough to understand what a perfect person looks like. Think about our politicians. I call this the yeah, but factor. If we go to elect somebody, usually we agree with a lot of what they say. But everybody's got a but. And that's but with one T, not two. So don't email me about that one. Um, so think of it this way. He's... A really good leader, but that hair. Or he's a really good leader, but that stutter. Or I really agree with him on these policies, but not on these. Or I really agree with her on these policies, but not on those. 
I have some lighthearted stuff there, but you know what I mean. They're not perfect because they're human. So, taking that idea to a, per- idea to a personal level, level, we can describe God through Scripture and see that He is perfect. But here's the problem with that. I think when we attempt to become closer with God, we acknowledge the fact that we're made in the image of God, but sometimes I think we get it twisted and we think that makes God like us. Does that make sense? Where we're made in the image of God, that that doesn't mean God is like us. That doesn't mean God has the imperfections that we have. Where we're flawed, he's not. Um, Sometimes I think we have this idea that God changes with the times or that um, he makes new goals every year because the goals that, were, that he made last year aren't working or that God's going to come up to the line of scrimmage and start yelling Omaha because he sees something that he wasn't expecting. That's not God. That's us. But we kind of put that back on God. Like, oh God, this, what are you going to do? This isn't... This isn't what I planned. This isn't what I was expecting. God was expecting it all along. And he'll continue to expect it because God has been perfect, he is perfect, and he will always be perfect. He doesn't get surprises. He doesn't get bad news. He knows what's going to happen. And I think for us, that's a great thing. Because, I don't know about you, but I get bad news once a week nowadays. There's always someone getting sick or, or pass, passing away or stuff that I just don't, don't want to hear that. That wasn't part of the plan. Not our plan. Now, even though we don't understand it, it is part of God's plan. And if we can hold on to that, it doesn't matter what New Year's resolution you do decide to have. If you decide to to have this resolution, have this big change in your life, but things don't go according to plan, we still have that firm foundation of God that he is perfect. So if it's part of his plan, then it's going to go good. If not, you can figure out a way to make sure you're still working part of God's perfect plan. Which brings me to my next point. God does not change because God is faithful. Now, a while back, I did a series of uh, daily devos where I talked about church talk, and it was like things that we usually say to people in church, things that the pastor will say a lot, or that um, you'll hear people telling each other in church, like um, they're in a better place, or um, God is in this place, things like just different things that you usually hear people say. And I was going to go with this one, uh, that God is faithful, because we hear that a lot. But what does that actually mean? And so basically the uh, simplest form or the simplest definition that I could find of the word faithful is that you keep your promises. Would you agree? Pretty faithful to keep your promises. And just as as God's perfection is mentioned in Scripture, so is his faithfulness. So here's a few examples of that. Psalm 33, 4 says, For the word of the Lord is upright, and all his work is done in faithfulness. And the next one says, uh, Psalm 119, 89 through 90, forever, O Lord, your word, there's that word again, I get it, word, is firmly fixed in the heavens. Your faithfulness endures to all generations. You've established the earth and it stands fast. 
And Hebrews 10.23 says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. So, the Bible establishes that God is faithful. But why? Usually when you're faithful to somebody, it's because they're reciprocating that, right? A husband loves his wife and is faithful to his wife because his wife loves him and is faithful back. Right? But what have we done for God for him to be faithful to us? I'm pretty sure that our sin causes us to break that faith every day. Here's the thing. God isn't faithful to us directly. 2 Timothy 2.13 says, If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot disown himself. Don't miss that part. God is faithful to himself. Spoiler alert. He's not faithful to us. He's faithful to himself. And he's faithful to his word. Right? We've been talking about We've said that word. We've seen that word. Word. He's faithful to his word. And his word says that he will not forsake us. He says he is with us. His word says that we can be called sons and daughters. So when it comes to God's faithfulness, hit that next slide for me. God's faithfulness is not dependent on our faithfulness, which is really good news. God is not faithful to us, but to himself. Think of the last few weeks we've been talking about, um, O Come All Ye Unfaithful, right? We had a great sermon series with a great song by Mike. And in it, we talked about uh, the lineage of Jesus uh, all the way from Abraham. And we talked about those different people in his life that were very unfaithful to God. Yet, God was still faithful to Abraham. God was still faithful to David, even though they made mistakes all the time. And that same faithfulness is here for us, too. Because I don't know about you, but I make mistakes. I'm a sinful person. I think everyone in this room is. It's not like we try to live in it, but it just is, it is what it is, right? We are who we are. And a new year isn't going to change that. We are still sinful people in, in need for a Savior, in need for a God that has faith in us. And because of that faithfulness, we are told his compassions for us. His compassion for us is renewed every day. Uh, Lamentations 3.22 and 23 says, Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning, and great is your faithfulness. Man, it's like you'd think I wouldn't pick these verses because they're kind of connected or something. <laughs> but this is also great news. Think about our New Year's resolutions. If they don't go well, if I'm eating a tamale at 1.30 in the morning, thinking, oh man, I really wanted to eat better. Or if I miss the gym today or yesterday, does that mean I shouldn't try to go today? Not with God. See, with God, every day he hits that renew button, that redo button with you. Every morning his compassion and his mercy for you is new, no matter what you did yesterday. And I think that helps us in these big changes that we want to make in our lives. Just because I didn't get into my Bible as much as I wanted to yesterday, should that stop me from doing it today? All the other bad stuff I did yesterday didn't stop God from loving me this morning. 
Whatever I did yesterday, it didn't stop God from still offering me that salvation. I'm still saved no matter what I did yesterday. So why do we, why are we so hard on ourselves sometimes? Right? Take the attribute of God, because we're not like him, but he wants us. He's not like us, but he wants us to be like him. So give yourself renewed compassion um, every day. That brings me to one more point here. We'll go to the next slide. God does not change because God is love. Now I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna hit you with this last verse, and it is probably the most uh, recognizable verse in the Bible. But if you'll hit that next slide for me, it's uh, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. Now get this. No matter what this year brings, just remember God loves you so much. Whether you succeed or fail at your resolutions, or if resolutions aren't for you, um, it doesn't matter. God loves you. So Jason's going to be starting a new series uh, next week uh, called What is Love? I've subtitled it, Baby Don't Hurt Me. (laughs) If you get that joke, then you're cool. (laughs) Um, And in it, he's going to break down uh, what love is, our misconceptions about love, and how we can use love for good. And I hope you can join us for that. But for now, um, for those resolutions that you have, for those big changes that you have, last year was rough. And I hope that this year, I pray that this year brings new blessings for you, new excitement for you, new challenges that you put on yourself. And I really hope that when you're making those new challenges for yourself, you can rest assured that we have a God that does not change, that will always be faithful to us, that will always love us, that is perfect. And you can use, that, you can use those attributes of God to live in comfort, to live in, um, to live in confidence. And to be able to make the changes knowing that one thing never changes. Sometimes those changes are going to be bad. And I want you to know that these truths are just as true for the bad times as they are for the good. God loves us so much. No matter what day of the year it is. I'm going to pray for us. Dear God, thank you for a new year, for a new beginning. God, I, I thank you in advance because I don't need to ask for compassion. We don't need to ask for new beginnings every morning. You're, you've already promised in your word that you're going to give that to us. And so, God, I thank you in advance for the year to come. And though we may not understand the challenges that come with it, we know that you are perfect and that your way is perfect and that you're working things for good we are so thankful for that. Father, I pray that anyone here that may have some kind of big change that they want to make in their life, I pray that you bless that change, that you help them through it, that you show them they have the support of a loving church family that is ready to help them to any goal that they may have. And Father, that 
the goals that we have at the end of the day glorify you. I pray that 2022 can be a year that your name is proclaimed and that we don't just stop talking about you inside these doors this year, Father. I pray that your message reaches all of Artesia, all of New Mexico, all of the world. And I pray that we are the ones that you used to do that. God, I pray blessings over this year. I thank you for the opportunities that you will present. Father, we love you and we praise you for everything you do. In Jesus' name.